I'm thug, miss. Respect me. Call it just like I see. You gotta respect me. If you want to be with me, you gotta respect me. Anytime a see me, she better respect me. It's gonna be what it's gonna be, cause you're gonna respect me. Bring it on or let it be. You don't wanna test me. Pay my dues off in these streets. Respect me. Act the fool out in these streets, cause they're gonna respect me. You best to R E S P E respect me. R E S P E respect me. R E S P E respect me. Everybody, welcome to Talk It Up Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. Hey, T. And we're back with another episode. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our last episode. KT was not there, but she's back, and Joy's not here today. But it's all good. You know what we say? We're going to what? Keep the ball rolling. Oh, remember, guys, if you want to keep in touch with us, we got social media. We got a Facebook, facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast. We have an Instagram at talkitoutpodcast. We have a Twitter at talkitout underscore pod. Listen to us there. Use the hashtag Talk It Out Pod for a free retweet. Listen to Talk It Out Podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on TuneIn. Wherever you could possibly find a podcast, you can find us. The first thing we wanted to talk about was um, an article that came out of NBC News that said um, New Jersey Assembly passes bill requiring schools to teach kids how to interact with police. Now, you know that's the most widest thing ever. Um, Before before you get started, I don't know if you actually read the article, but they haven't actually passed the bill yet. Um, It it went through the assembly, uh, and it won 76 to Mm 0, but it still has to be passed by the Senate. They'll pass it. Yeah, I mean, 76 to 0, I'm pretty sure it's going to be passed. Um, also, basically, the bill, it, they're basically saying that it's not, quote-unquote, victim-blaming or whatever. What they're actually trying to do is teach children their rights in regards to what they can do with the police. But my thing is, is, like, why aren't you teaching police officers that instead, instead of putting the blame on the children? Right. Or do both simultaneously. Right. Uh, th- th- I wouldn't be mad if it was they were doing both simultaneously. But again, you know, they're not changing nothing for the police curriculum. We already went over this. But, yeah, it's just crazy that that's the links we have to go to, though. Teaching children how to interact with the cops so you won't get killed. Like, that is really some otherworldly crap. So, yeah. So, what do you think about it, KT? Um, oh, gosh. I don't think it really, I don't really think it helps children. I don't think it helps young people. I think more or less it it basically says police officers still don't have to be accountable for, you know, um, shooting unarmed people of color. So right, basically, it's like, I, we- I just feel like it's terrible. Like, like we're basically just take telling children like, hey, this is how you, uh, handle police officers and we're not making the police officers like either go through more extensive training or um you know 
be actually trained, period, because I'm pretty sure that their training to be a police officer is only, like, six to seven weeks or something Mm -hmm. like that. And, like, I I just think it's, like, we could do so much better. We could literally do so much better. Oh, most definitely. And this would just be another thing that's like, well, we told them what to do with the police officer. They didn't listen. And it's just bullcrap. Right. And also, there was actually, in early June, the governor of Texas actually signed a new law that mandates high school teachers or high schools teach, quote-unquote, certain public school students how to interact with police. Uh, that also that law also requires law enforcement officers to undergo civilian interaction training and adds information about how to interact with law enforcement during traffic stops to driver education materials. Mm. But, I, but, like, again, that just sounds more like humans don't know their rights, we have to teach them their rights, and then when they finally know their rights, then maybe they can act correctly with police. And, you know, who's to say they're going to actually teach them their correct rights? Like, history has been changed in public schools uh, to be whitewashed. Who's to say that the police teachings or how to interact with the police course isn't going to be whitewashed or just be like, oh, well, you have to do this with the police. You have to give them their ID. You have to do this and you have to do that. So I just think it's 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 a wreck. It is a wreck. And uh, I'll just talk like about um about you know how you should comply with the police and stuff like that. They brought me to a story that I saw um this week. Also, it was saying police in Washington D.C. arrest black teens for selling water bottles because of quote unquote safety. Three African-American teens found themselves in handcuffs on Thursday after they were caught selling water bottles at Washington, D.C. National Mall without a permit. In a statement, Sergeant Anna Rose of the U.S. Park Police said the teens, two 17-year-olds and one 16-year-olds, were placed in handcuffs and detained for, quote, safety of the officers and of the individuals. A photo snapped of three plainclothes officers detaining the teenagers near the mall Smithsonian Castle went viral. Friday, after passerby Tim Krepp, a tour guide, tweeted the image of the boys in handcuffs sitting next to a bin of plastic water bottles. My kids sell water and everybody smiles at them. These kids do it and that get, they get arrested. This is racist, Krepp wrote later, adding, God forbid the actual free market be allowed on our national mall. The photo sparked public outrage over the authorities' aggressive handling of the boys with several commenters, including Krepp, calling the officers' decisions to handcuff and detain the teens a racial Injustice. However, Rose said the incident was blown out of proportion. Bending on the National Mall is illegal without a permit, Rose said, adding the teens were released without charge after their parents arrived to the park's police station. But here's the thing. Why, why even arrest them? Why If you're going to release them? them, if you're going to release them, literally, with no charge, then that obviously means there was nothing that they did wrong. That makes no sense to me. But no, they they did do something wrong because you're not supposed to sell the thing. But my thing is, why put in handcuffs? Why put them in handcuffs? All you have to do is say, y'all just wait here. We calling your mama them. Like exactly. unless they were like fighting and like swinging and stuff like that. There's literally no reason. That's that's mad disrespectful, and that's mad like dehumanizing. Especially like like 
spilling some water. That just tells me. So you're saying you did it for the the safety of the the uh, officers first, and then the individuals. You think they finna like? So yeah, that's telling me you you think the black folks just finna pop off and just go just go crazy, and we yep. savages or something like that. We can't just wait and sit. That's that's terrible. That's plain terrible. And and the people will look. Some people will look at it and say, "Well, they ain't do nothing wrong. Them police, they're just trying to protect." But you just got to think, like, these are some teenagers selling some water. They ain't selling no weed. There was literally no reason for this. And it, it's it's gross. And like they said, uh, there's another picture of this girl, like, this little white girl selling lemonade illegally. Yep. Got a permit. The police officer's buying lemonade. Like, really? Get out. Also, like what you said, like, why did they have to handcuff them? Like, while all you had to do was say, hey, you're not allowed to sell this here. And then the children would more than likely be like, okay, that's cool, and go on their way. But, like, you had to dehumanize them, put them in handcuffs, take yep. them to jail, and then call the, their parents. Yep. It was almost like they wanted to cause a scene. They did. It's almost like they wanted them to act up so they can arrest them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they could be like resisting arrest or something like that. Right. Uh uh-uh. uh. That that is ugh ugh. Gross. Gross. Exactly. The whole the whole the whole thing with you know working with police. Period is just gross. And you know if Joy was here, she would be like, "Well, some police are good and some police are bad. We can't just think that they're all bad." But my thing is, is like, how can you? Like, I am not going to take that risk. I don't um, think that we should be the ones. Like, we shouldn't. There's there's no there's no something on their T-shirt that says, this police is good, this police is bad, right, you right, know? Right. So, like, you can't just determine whether or not a certain police officer is bad based on when you see one. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't just assume that they are because, regardless, you could still be shot and killed. Right. And that's the thing. It's like it's just so scary. It's like we're living, we're living in a movie, in the movie's reality. So it's like literally, you don't know if this time you interact with the cop, it'll be your last time on earth. And should it be that way? Should it really be that way? No, because it ain't like that for the whites. It shouldn't be like that for no for nobody. The next thing we want to talk about was this story that um, KT brought to my attention. Did you find anything else on it? Yeah, so I'll kind of explain it. Basically, what happened was uh, Leslie Mack posted something about one of the co-founders of Safety Pinbox. So uh, the Uber driver asked her what she did for a living, and she told him, you know, hey, I own um, Safety Pinbox. Mm -hmm. And basically what he told her was that... um, his great grandfather was a really nice slave owner. Uh huh. And so then the the girl came back and was like, "Uh, there's no such thing as a nice slave owner." Right. And slave owning, you know, was terrible. So he basically called her a fat black bitch. Ooh. And he pulled into a random Burger King on the side of the road and left her stranded there. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, and it was it was a white guy. Of course, his name was James. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, like, it's super scary because she was basically in a city there she had never been before. She was just trying to get to the, um, to the airport. Right. So, what I kind of want to talk about here is, like, because what they did was they basically messaged Uber and told Uber, and of course they're adding Uber, and Uber just has all this terrible controversy anyway mm-hmm. because of their CEO or CFO or whatever. Um, but I guess what my question really is for you in regards to this is, do you think that um, Uber should be responsible for this guy's actions? Yeah, I think most definitely they, they need to fire the dude. Like, God, that's not even a question. And they need to uh, recompensate the lady for in, for what she paid and maybe mm-hmm. give her a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, most definitely. I, I think it's it's their company. That's the thing. People think Uber is like this your um, what do you call it? Entrepreneurship. Uh-huh. It's not an entrepreneurship. You're under a corporation. You're working for them. You're just making money. I mean, you're just making your own schedule, but you're still up under them. So they overall have the upper hand, and they can control who works there and who can't. So yeah, I think they most definitely need to fire that dude, obviously, and give her her money. Do you think like big corporations would even? Would even say anything about this to this guy? Because Uber replied uh, to them saying, hey, you need to fire him. And they basically said, "Uh, sorry, this happened. We'll look into it like they always do. You know Mm -hmm. how. But do you think that they're going to actually fire them? And do you think that, you know, big corporations should be responsible um, for the actions of their employees Yes, Period. absolutely, absolutely. That's the price. These corporations, they want to get all the money and they want to get all the benefits and they want to work folks like adults. They're going to take responsibility for these workers. That's that's the price you're going to have to pay to get all the bucks. So if something happens under under your company, you're liable. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. So most definitely, I hope I hope they do. I hope they, uh, hope they do something about it. If not, then, you know, they can probably look, look in the swing. Someone the company or whatever. But hopefully, you know, that's not even nothing. Just fire the guy. Like, what's one person? So I'm thinking they, they'll probably do it. If we, they put enough pressure on them, they'll do it. I just think it's crazy. I think it's so crazy. Like, but also at the same time, you know, I'm thinking that Uber, whenever you become an Uber driver, I don't think you have like a pre-screening process. It's just like, yes, you can drive. Yes, you have this type of car and you meet the standards. And then, yes, you can start being an Uber driver. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a normal job where you go in and do an interview or anything like that. Yeah. Huh. As far as I've been told. Well, um, then they, that's, that's on them, right? That's on them if they don't they don't do a good enough thing, and that's something they can sue about. Yep. I wonder if there's any other types of anything else that has happened with this James guy. Like, obviously, if he's racist, he's racist. He's not going to just be racist this one time, you know? Right. Hmm. Well, I think it's also uh, funny just just going back to the the whole notion of uh, a good slave owner, which I've heard. I don't know if I told anybody this story on, on the podcast, but um, so when I was a freshman in college, I had this very, very, very good teacher, history teacher, 
uh, it was like from modern kind of modern American history kind of he was actually the African American history teacher so we get deep into some stuff he's the one that kind of introduced me into a lot of this um the economics of black poverty like how did black people get here like why there's there's so much economic inequality and all that little stuff we don't normally talk about so Anyways, in one of in one of the uh projects, he had us to uh do like a, a family tree. So to go on ancestry dot com or whatever, or go to our parents or whatever, and get as much as we could for our family tree. Now, me, the way my family set up, I think I could only go back like three or four generations at best. You know, some of the white folks went all the way back to like the medieval times, like sirs and knights and stuff. Anyways, one of the girls, who was like one of those hippie girls, smelled like weed. She was talking Yo. about her uh, little family tree, and she said, um, "Yeah, um, also something I found out was that my uh, grand great grandparents owned slaves, and that's cool. And that's what? cool. What? Everybody just kind of." Looked like, oh my. Did this white person really just say this? What the heck? Like you said, somebody like owned a Pokemon or something. Like, what? (laughs) Oh my gosh, offended. But. Yeah, and they got a Pikachu. Like, my, my, my great grandfather owned a Pikachu. Oh wow, that's cool. Like, (laughs) not owned a human being. Not a whole human being. No, not a whole human being weird oh. anyways but yeah that's something you hear that though they're like well i remember in high school with all them crazy white folks they say um well they were, they were those slave owners had to be good to their slaves because if they were terrible and didn't feed them they run away like oh oh heaven forbid you don't let people your slaves or uh enslaved people starve to death oh you gave them food whoa Oh, you gave them yeah, uh, some scraps to put on their body. Ooh, so they don't freeze to death. Oh, right. wow. Ooh, you gave them a little a little shelter over their head. Ooh, you're just the best. Like, really? Is that the way we're quantifying this stuff? They're like, well, I'm sure there was some slave owners that really took care of their slaves and gave them good food and took care of them. There's no such thing as a good slave owner. I don't want to hear your story about your great-grandfather, how he... Or uh, had the slaves and they all had their families and they could go wherever they want. I don't want to hear. Because that first word, slave owner, you can't, there's no such thing as a good slave owner. You're owning people. The only way you were a good slave owner is if you weren't a slave owner. You know what I'm saying? So there's no such thing. So get out of my face with that nonsense. And I'm glad that lady called him out. And I hope that man get fired because he ignorant. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to end this episode with a follow-up on Bill Cosby. We, we're not going to have the full debate yet because Joy's not here. But we are going to talk about something that just happened, which when I heard it, I thought it was from an Onion article. Uh-huh. I thought it was a parody. It says Bill Cosby is to hold a town, town halls to educate on sexual assault laws. The issue can affect any young person, especially young athletes of today, Wyatt said. And they need to know what they're facing when they're hanging out and partying when they're doing certain things they shouldn't be doing. 
The announcement comes less than a week after Cosby's high-profile trial on charges of aggravated indecent assault ended in mistrial. The jury was unable to come with to a unanimous decision. Wyatt said the idea for town halls came last week after calls poured in from churches and civic organizations asking Cosby to speak about what people can learn from sexual abuse allegations. Churches and civic organizations? What churches? Benson says Cosby wants to hold these town halls because it's important people to be educated on what can be considered sexual assault. Laws are okay, changing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Laws are changing. Statue of limited hold on. Statue of limitations for victims of sexual assault are being extended. That's why people need to be educated. You know, a brush across the shoulder at this point can be considered sexual assault. Ew. So he's basically going on a tour to teach men how to rape. How to how to do it the right way. How to rape the right way. Okay. How okay. to how to sexually assault and sexually harass the right way. So you won't get caught by them lows. You know what I'm talking about. Ha ha ha. Cosby, 79, has been accused of sexual assault or misconduct by at least 50 women, but has only gone to trial for the assault, for the assault of Andrea Constant. Constant said Cosby drugged and assaulted her at his house in 2004. The trial ended on Saturday after 12 days of trial deliberations. After the verdict was announced, Wyatt left the courtroom with his fists in the air, declaring Cosby's power is back. Gross. Prosecutors said they will retry Cosby and Judge Steve O'Neill announced he will try to schedule a new trial within 120 days. Hope they get that, but. But here's my thing. That, ugh, that, who was that? His PR people? Who was talking for him? Ugh. What? His publicist. Ew! They need to learn some. How are they going to be publicists and say something like that? Even the brush on the shoulder nowadays is considered sexual abuse. Like, get out of my. That is so disgusting. But that tells you. So what is that saying? Hold on. Let's 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 unpack this right now. So are they saying? Well, back in the day, back in the day, what what uh, Cosby was doing was okay. But now this political correctness. Now right. it's against the law. So you're saying it's against the law. So, so you're saying he did something he's not supposed to be doing? Got him. And that's only for, and to talk to Joy, uh, go back to Joy, that was only for one person. So either way, I hope this new trial brings it back and, in, in you know, and I hope he gets convicted. And I hope all those town halls, I hope he gets convicted while doing those town halls. That's crazy. But all them people, that's going to be so nasty, those town halls. Because I bet you a majority of the people going there not only believe Bill Cosby is quote-unquote innocent or whatever, but a lot mm -hmm. of them people want to get away with the stuff that he got away with. You can't tell me they don't want to do that. That's right. part of the reason they going over there to see, okay, so he can tell me what I need to do so that I can do what I want. Disgusting. Mm. What, what do you got to like, say about it, Katie? Oh, like there's just... Oh, 
just shameful. Just absolutely shameful. And it reminds me of like this, um, what is it called? SVU episode that mm-hmm. I've seen where they basically did this thing where this guy got uh, convicted of rape or not convicted of rape. He got acquitted of rape in the episode and he was a big celebrity or whatever. And then after that, he went on a tour. But like the girl had actually been raped and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And and like, really, that's that's basically what's happening. Like. Right. A celebrity, because because he is a celebrity, and let's be honest, like, he may have paid off the judge, he may have paid off some of the jurors, um, like, literally anything could have happened, and he is now, like, even though all these women have been raped, people are just thinking, well, it's Bill Cosby, they just want the money, they just want the money, but it's not about money, and and I listened previously, you know, uh, about what Joy was saying on the last episode about uh, one woman came forward and then all these other women came forward because they just want the money for it. But that's normally how rape victims work. Mm-hmm. One victim comes forward and then the victims thereafter finally feel comfortable coming out and bottom boom. Right. They have all these rape cases because they're finally coming out. And, you know, I just don't think that we should be, I don't think that we should, even even if it is, like, not real, even if these women are lying, that should not be our first thing that we think about. Mm-hmm. There are so many women in this world who are raped or have been sexually assaulted, and we don't do anything about it. Right. We don't comfort them. We call them all liars because they want money or because they're slut and we move forward. But sexual assault and rape is real. Mm -hmm. And we have to stop. um, We have to stop blaming the victims for that type of thing. Right. And, and yeah, I didn't get that. Like saying, well, one came out now, everybody. So one came out now, 50 are coming out. Like, what do they think they, what do these people that think the people are doing it for money are going to get? We see already the women have come out and they're still being criticized and stuff like that. I found this nasty meme by some girl I was following on Instagram immediately unfollowed. He said uh, on the, at the top it had Felicia Rashad and the, um, my mind, my mind is leaving. Lisa Bonet at the top. Mm-hmm. It said, "If uh, if Bill Cosby could get these women, what makes you think he would rape these women?" And it showed like unflattering po- uh, pictures of some of the accusers. My thing is, first of all, Bill Cosby never get Felicia Rashad. Felicia Rashad been married for about five thousand years. He never. He probably wished, but he never did. And Lisa Bonet, ew, what? She's like her. That's like his daughter, gross. But you're saying because he was around all these pretty women, there's no way could have raped these women because they too ugly. And I hear that sometimes too. Supposed to be like, have you seen them women? 
ugly to be raped. What oh. in the world? First of all, that's taking out one of the main the main points about rape is not only is it's sexual, but majority of the time it's mainly about power. Yeah. It's it's not just about well, I'm sexually attracted and I'm finna take it. It's all it's all more about power about it. So it don't matter what the folks look like if a rape is gonna rape. So that's just disgust. I can't believe in a woman posted I can't believe a woman posted that. That is I some can't. of the most vile stuff I've ever heard. In my life, how can you, with a clear conscience, even say something like that? It reminds, like, you know, you know, you know why a woman would post something like that. To get in good you with the, the guys. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Woman, we got to do better. You really finna, finna turn on your own? Not even turn on your own, but you really finna just stoop that low, knowing that you probably know. Like I was, I was telling KT, like I know majority of the people, majority of the women that I know have suffered some type of sexual abuse and sexual assault. Right. There's just, and that's even the way statistics goes. Majority of women, especially black women, have suffered some type of sexual abuse. And so, you as a black woman, you know this. Maybe somebody you know suffered. Maybe you suffered. You still gonna post something that crazy? Just to, to get in good with the guys? Like, just so they can say, oh, yeah, girl, yeah. You know what's going on, girl. Like, you, like, that's all they gonna say. And then they back to their misogyny. Like, it's, mm -mm. we got to do better. We got such a long way to go. And it's not even funny. Like, Bill Cosby really... Bill Cosby, here's the thing. Bill Cosby, now he claiming the black train. Oh, black racism, racism. What? When rape rapes women, racism. Racism. It's a race thing. When when was it in the 2000s he was dogging poor black people? Saying you need to pull your pants up, saying folks killing each other over some pound cake. Saying all this type of respectability politics stuff over there with Oprah and her respectability politics stuff. Right. Like, Bill Cosby ain't never been for you unless you were upper middle class or middle class. There's always been his audience and, and white folks. So I don't know why everybody trying to jump on and defend Bill Cosby because Bill Cosby would never defend you. So get on about it. Mind your business. It's always... It's always those gross uh, guys that always, like, defend Bill Cosby. Like, the guys who don't take a shower in, like, six days and right. say they don't like black women. And the majority of time, uh, not all of them, but uh, some of them guys that's defending him are defending him because they know they're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Or they have done the same thing. So, it's just... Outside I, I in this world is just crazy and terrible. I hope the man gets what he deserves. I hope he rots in jail for the rest of his little life. And, um, yeah. <sighs> so, mm -hmm. I think we're going to wrap it up on that. <laughs> on that morbid tale. Let's find something Let's find something positive to talk about. What's something positive you can say uh, to, to give people a, a lift in their day before before we leave them? Um, you guys should go out 
and buy yourself some pudding and eat it. <laughs> they have cheesecake pudding. They have white chocolate pudding. I'm finna hang up after I say something positive. <laughs> My positive thing is back on the sweets. Okay, so for people that don't know, I've been cutting. And uh, cutting in bodybuilding is pretty much, literally, uh, cutting out carbs, having a low-carb, high-protein diet, incorporating a lot of um, cardio so you can get them striations and be cut for the summer. So I've been doing that, and I've gotten down really low, and I've been looking good. But for last week, in celebration of my birthday the week before, which some people didn't wish me a happy birthday, but I see you. Um, I had a cheat day. And on this cheat day, one of the things I had was some Baskin-Robbins ice cream. I haven't had ice cream in over a year. <laughs> Girl. Chocolate chip. Mm-mm-mm. That stuff is so creamy. Ew, why so are you talking like that? Delectable. I was literally going to pass out from the first bite. It was so... I can taste it right now. But yeah, if you're not on a diet, or if you are on a diet, no. If you're on a diet, stick to your diet. I'm proud of you. You can do this. We're getting fine for the summer. Um, if you're not on a diet, uh, get you some Baskin Robbins chocolate chip. Oh, L M B. Change your life. All right. So. I want to thank everybody for listening to Talk It Out podcast. Housekeeping. KT does art. Go to her Instagram page. KT does art. Go to her Twitter, which is. KT underscore does art. Hit her up. She's doing. She does graphic design. She does logos. She did all logos. She does. Um. Any type of t-shirt design, any type of design, graphic design, interrupt, she does painting, she does drawings, all of that good stuff. Interrupt. And uh, what else, what else, what else, what else? Our one-year anniversary is coming up in two months. Stay tuned for that. We got collab episodes coming up. Theo Black, if you don't know what that is, you better ask us or ask somebody else. And uh, I think that that's it. Shout out to everybody. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Shout out to all the podcasters that's always report, supporting us and retweeting. We love you guys so much. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. This has been your girl, Gabby. Hey, T. And this has been Talk It.